Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, what what an ending to an amazing game, whether you were rooting for the Niners or the Packers. It was an unbelievable finish, unbelievable game. Uh, Down to the wire, Jordan Love progressing and evolving and looking like, I believe, a top five, top six quarterback of the future, at least top seven. The quarterback pool is a very, very tough one to rank. I would almost say safer to go top five to seven because... You got to fit Stroud in there. You got to fit Burrow back in there. You got to put Lamar in there. And then you got the big three of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and and you you can't leave out Jalen Hurts, whether you want to rip on him or not for losing in a in a playoff game that everybody seems to think defines his future, which it doesn't. Jalen Hurts is still him. But from a fantasy perspective, this guy already finished number four. We don't have anything left to prove if we're Jordan Love in terms of fantasy football production. He's an absolute uh, uh, QB on the rise. This guy, however, I know he won the game. He had a nice scramble at the end. He didn't He didn't throw a pick to, to, to ruin and spoil the Niners' hopes and dreams. So he did well at times. He did bad at times. But he's not a top-five quarterback. Not even from an NFL perspective. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. This guy is him for sure. The fantasy football show, reaction show, Niners win, reaction show, Ravens win, reaction show, bracket breakdown show begins right now. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios, it's the fantasy football show live. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks. Live after games to recap everything that went on. Live during graveyard shifts. We're live all the time here on the Fantasy Football Show. And make sure you're subscribed to the Dynasty channel as well. It's in the, the links in the description. We go live on the Dynasty channel every single night. Meaning we'll go live tonight at some point on the Dynasty channel. Uh, we do a lot of late shows on that, but we're here to talk about Brock Purdy, Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers, who got banged up. Debo was banged up in this game. Christian McCaffrey's not healthy. We knew that was probably the case. We heard all these reports that Christian McCaffrey was 100% coming off the calf injury. Clearly, he's not. There was the calf issue potentially mentioned several times during the game but mostly what they worked on whenever he came out the field was a massage gun on his his uh quad and this guy's taking a beating 
all year long, Shanahan didn't take his foot off the gas. He just kept driving McCaffrey into the ground over and over and over. You got to wonder. I'm getting more and more worried about his 2024 season than I was even hours ago, days ago, weeks ago, months ago. You know, I I, I don't know where I'm going to be at. I'm just telling you right now. Right now, I'm in the stance of it's riskier to doubt him than to believe in him, meaning if you doubt him, he's going to go nuts and you're going to you're going to look back and go, why didn't I trust in him one more year versus trusting in him, him getting hurt and going, ah, this was Eckler all over again. This was Travis Kelsey all over again. This was Cooper Cup all over again. The drop off happens. It never feels like it's coming. Eckler, ask an Eckler owner coming off 2022 if they thought he'd bust this last season we just played. They would have said, you're out of your mind. Eckler was the best player of football, practically. What are you, he's going to bust? No way. Ask somebody that thought Cooper Cup was going to bust walking into 2023. Uh, you, you, you never see it coming. It never, it never feels like it's going to happen, but he's getting beaten up. He's getting driven into the ground. I just can't see him being utilized at this capacity next year and being healthy at the end of it. Uh, so, anyway, back here, Jordan Love. Yeah, he threw an interception in the pouring rain at the end of the game against one of the best defenses in football that always is opportunistic at the end of games. I mentioned this on Raj's Live when I went live with the Niner peeps and we had 500 people on the live stream and they were going at me left and right. And I said, look, I'm just telling you, I, I, I don't know what I make of Brock Purdy. I don't think he's better than Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, or C.J. Stroud, or a, a handful Lamar, and you, you get a bunch of Niner people, they're like, oh, are you, are you kidding me? He's, a, he's the number one quarterback in the National Football League. He's not. He's not. He's in a great system, and when anything breaks and this team isn't five-dimensional or even six-dimensional with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Trent Williams... You know, if it doesn't have those five components in place, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey. If one of those dimensions is off the table, it becomes a four-dimensional team. He starts folding. He starts making tons of mistakes. When you have that much talent on the field, it's pretty easy in Shanahan's system to throw the football to a player, design plays, design runs, design everything. Christian McCaffrey, how do you fail with Christian McCaffrey? catching the football or running the football. I really don't see Brock Purdy anywhere close to being an NFL top five quarterback. I think he's good though. Like I think he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He he's he's Baker Mayfield good in terms of like your team can win with him if you surround him with talent. But anybody acting like this guy is the MVP of the league you know, that's died down. You don't hear whispers of MVP anymore or that he's on the verge of becoming some sort of staple in the top five quarterbacks in fantasy football. I just don't see it. I, I You can see him fold different times and the pattern recognition here is whenever this offense isn't fully put together, he starts making these mistakes. Look, he, he, he won the game at the end of the day. With that nice run, it was a good scramble. It was a smart scramble. But but you can't sit here and say that defines what he's going to be for the future. I'd be really nervous going up against really anybody uh, at this point. The way that this Niner offense looks when it's in, injured and in shambles. 
if if Debo or CMC's banged up walking into the game, they're in trouble. If they're firing on all cylinders and everybody's fully healthy, they might steamroll whoever wins this next game and in this a- NFC title game. The NFC title game will be maybe a cakewalk for them, maybe not. I mean, the Green Bay Packers should have been a cakewalk for them, right? Everybody said it. Everybody kept running their mouth about how they were just going to steamroll over Green Bay. If you want my honest opinion, Green Bay should have won this game. I felt Green Bay won this game. I felt Green Bay won the game. Had that kick been made, that missed kick, look, it is what it is. Your kicker's part of your team. That kicker missed that kick. You had two dropped interceptions Brock Purdy threw right into the bread basket of a Green Bay defender. On two separate occasions, Brock Purdy threw it right to the Green Bay defender. Dropped both of those. It is what it is. Those were drops. You can't go back and you could go back and replay some other things that happened to the Niners too. I'm not saying you can't play that game. That's a dumb game to play. You could go tit for tat back and forth over and over. But I feel like I feel like this game was won by the Green Bay Packers and it slipped through their fingertips, which is on them. There's no excuse. There's no, oh, uh, cry, whatever. I, I have no skin in the game either. I'm rooting for Jordan Love because we love, we're a Jordan Love people here. And so I'm rooting for Jordan Love. I'm, I'm making no secrets about that. I got a, line, a lot of Niner fans, even one of my moderators, Blackbeard. I feel bad because Blackbeard's my boy and I'm here rooting against his team. And I, But it's football and he, he understands. He's not taking it personal. And he might like Brock Purdy a lot more than I do. And he might be cringing right now. I don't really know how much he loves Brock Purdy or not to the degree that I'm talking. But, like, it's okay. It's okay. I understand Niner fans are going to like him more than I do. I'm just telling you. I, I don't I don't see it. Smitty's such a hater, bro, says Ray. How can I be a hater, Ray? Hater would be that I'm against something. You have a Niner logo. I'm a hater to you because the only thing you see, Ray, is that I should love the Niners. How am I a hater? Because I'm telling you how I feel about a certain player. I talk your team up all the time in a lot of different ways. You know who was a moon man this year? Debo Samuel. You know who I talk about all the time? Debo Samuel. You know who I say is probably the best, most well-put-together team in the National Football League? The Niners. So, Ray, you just look through certain goggles, and because I don't love your team the way you do, you think and call me a hater. That's just me analyzing things and putting things out, out, out there as I see them. I'm, a, I'm an analyst. I'm not a Niner fan. I'm not a fan. I'm an analyst. I bring my most unbiased perspective to the table. Am I always right? No. Maybe my judgment's off, but I'm not clouded with bias, Ray. You are. And that's okay. I expect it. But you are clouded. You're the one that's a hater because you hate that someone doesn't believe that your team's the best team ever. You know darn well in your heart you're worried about Purdy to a degree, Ray. You know you are. You absolutely are. There's no way you're not concerned about Brock Purdy, Ray. There's no way you're not concerned about your kicker, Ray. Because Moody's going to choke if you ever put it all on the line and you got to kick a field goal to win or lose. Not to tie, or not to win if you're tied, but to win or lose. If you're up by, if you're down by two points, two seconds left on the clock, and you're going to lose if he misses the kick, Moody's going to miss the kick. That's not hater, Ray. That's being real because Moody's going to choke. So would the Green Bay kicker. But you, Ray, that's what you're probably typing. Oh, the Green Bay kicker is no more. I don't care. I have no skin in the game, Ray. I'm an analyst. 
I'm not here to talk about the Green Bay kicker. I could care less about the Green Bay kicker. He should be out of a job. He's been shaky all year anyway. So before, yeah, you're deleting that message, I'm sure, right now because you thought you had me. I don't care about who wins or loses necessarily at the end of the day. I come in here with a straight face and I report on it. Do I look like I got alligator tears on my eyes? I don't, Ray, because I don't need the Packers to win. I'm not a Packer fan. I'm a Jordan Love fan. Uh, why am I talking about Moody? Because Moody is a big liability, Logan. A big liability. Let's get on with this game. Jordan Love had a, had a solid game. He did throw an INT at the end of the game. There, there were mistakes that were made, obviously. But at the end of the day, he still made big plays. He kept his game in a contest that no one thought he stood a chance of navigating and Jordan Love did just that he went toe-to-toe with a much better team that's the thing that maybe Ray's not hearing Ray listen to the words coming out of my mouth your team is better the the Niners have a better team top to bottom than the Green Bay Packers but the Green Bay Packers came and brought it and were absolutely amazing sorry your Packers lost Smitty um, that's another thing that's that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, this is this is this is what I, I feel like some people don't even know who I am. They I, I feel like like this guy AJ AJ. Do you ever watch the show? You ever watch the show AJ? <sighs> okay, here we go. Jordan Love, two ints, two touchdowns, one ninety four. Aaron Jones, one oh eight on the ground. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, 83 yards, Jaden Reed, 35 yards, and uh, he had a nine-yard run on the ground as well. Jor- uh, Jordan Love, five for third. Let me put this, these stats on the screen if I can do that. Let me screenshot this and put this up, and we'll talk about it. Um, Jordan Love haters are going to be just upset and irate in here. The, I think Jordan Love haters are going to be so mad that we don't think Brock Purdy's better than Jordan Love even after this game, it's going to upset them beyond no end. Not to mention, you know, they're on a fantasy football show. And yet somehow, some way, they believe their quarterback should be ranked higher because he won a game. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, Chiefs versus Lions. Uh, appreciate you, Avon. Thank you for dropping a super chat. Avon to the moon. Avon getting a moon shot. The moon. For being the first super chatter of the evening. You're getting a moon shot, pal appreciate you let me screenshot this these stats and we'll go over them right now and discuss them and uh and break it all down but what a game whether win lose or draw whether you were a a fan of uh the Niners or whether you were a Green Bay fan that was an unbelievable game that was a fantastic display of football and and, and it was exciting to watch from from start to to finish and it may not have ended the way some people wanted. I was rooting for Green Bay. I am not a Green Bay Packer fan. I was rooting for Green Bay because we are a Jordan Love people. Here's Jordan Love's stats walking out of that contest. Here's Brock Purdy's stats here uh, was Christian McCaffrey's. Christian McCaffrey, two touchdowns, 98 yards. George Kittle, 81 yards and a tutty. Juwan Jennings, 61 yards and a nice big catch. Ayuk pulled in a couple key catches at the end, but was quiet up until that point. McCaffrey, seven receptions for 30 yards. McCaffrey was a, a fantasy machine in this one. Banged up the whole game, still trucked out there, still did work, 
still was phenomenal. McCaffrey, every time he's on the field, he's an absolute monster. McCaffrey, per start, is the number one player in fantasy football in 2024. The only question we're going to have, the only dilemma we're going to have as a fantasy football populace, and for all the Niner-only fans that aren't like here for fantasy, which is always funny, um, and I appreciate that because we are new. We are a news show. We are a fantasy show. I do it all, but like we're talking about his fantasy output in in this statement and in, in this specific conversation. Per start, McCaffrey's number one overall walking into 2024, but the concern of eventual breakdown is real because he's such an older, overutilized piece of his offense. Um, but what a monster when he's on the field. Aaron Jones had a real nice finish. I don't buy that he'll continue to be an absolute uh, monster, you know, continuing on this course walking into next year. Aaron Jones is an old man. Ziggy, how old is Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones is 29 years old. 29 years old. He turns uh, 20. He turned 29 in December. So he'll turn 30 during the tail end of the season. Ziggy off. He'll turn 30 at the tail end of the season. So there's there's almost zero chance, especially given what I always tell you, that uh, a 28-year-old running back is on his last legs, let alone 29, if you've gotten all of the, the, the work for your entirety of your career, like your top 5 to 10 volume running back. It's different if you're Mostert and you've been doing spot duty and you're 31 years old. Aaron Jones has not been doing that kind of workload divide. He's been out there trucking along year over year, uh, taking the mileage in and, and racking up the miles. And there's no way Aaron Jones can 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 carry this momentum into the season. I'll let somebody else take that gamble. He'll be injured half of the year probably. Dobbs, 83 yards. Jaden Reed is a, a sleeping giant next year because he finished kind of injured. He was banged up last week uh, a little bit still. He played but not a lot. The week prior, injured. He kind of didn't. He wasn't there for fantasy owners at the end of the season. So basically, I think coming off of a mediocre game here, you're going to have everybody and their mother kind of forgetting how good he could become. He's a mini Debo Samuel. They use him a lot like a wide back. And his role in running, catching, and being extra involved in every facet of the offense and being the number one wide receiver in Green Bay for the future, it's evident he's the guy. So, very big sleeper, probably a moon man if I had to guess right now. You'll see Jaden Reed on the moon man list. Um, what, a, what a monster. We do have the concern of the, the sophomore slump, you know, that, that, that's definitely, you know, a concern for the, a lot of the sophomores, but I don't let it affect one player. I don't let last year affect this year. I don't let the past affect the future when there's really no correlation at all. Just because you're a sophomore, his situation is different. He's got the the belief of Jordan Love. He's got the the momentum aside from being injured at the end of the year. So I really, 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 really love uh, Jaden Reed walking into 2024. Brock Purdy, uh, 252, one TD, uh, scrambled six times for 14 yards. On paper, very, very solid day. Not amazing, but solid. Uh, 23 of 39. It's not like he had a, a, a very, you know, extremely accurate day. Uh, but what the box score doesn't tell you is that he had two interceptions that did not end up becoming actual interceptions because they were thrown right to the defender and they both were dropped, which which would have turned the entire game potentially around. And so Brock Purdy ends up with a pretty decent stat line, but 
if you use your eyeballs, he does not look like a MVP quarterback. He looks like a good quarterback. He looks like Baker Mayfield, a good quarterback that if you've got the right players around him, you can win. You can win playoff games with a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. Maybe he could become a great quarterback. I'm not ruling out the idea that Brock Purdy could develop into a great quarterback. Should he have the right development? But he's not currently a great quarterback. He's not currently an MVP quarterback. He's just not. You can say he is all you want, but Brock Purdy's not an elite or even great quarterback. He's a good quarterback in an amazing, not good, not great, amazing system and scheme. With not good, not great, amazing players. A good quarterback with an amazing scheme, with amazing players. 10 out of 10 talent around him. 10 out of 10 scheme. 7 out of 10 quarterback skill from a a scoring system of maybe 0 to 10. That's it. You feel any different, that's fine. You're, You're entitled to your opinion. But you're wearing goggles that are this thick and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. You want to say he's good in a great system, but it doesn't matter to you. You love him. He's your quarterback, and he can get it done because your team's so good. By all means, you're correct. The, the Niners are the likely winners, at least coming out of the NFC side of the bracket, for sure. Like, they're the top dog team. I don't... I, I Well, the, the Detroit Lions could potentially knock them off the way they played tonight and how banged up they are. This is the best team in the NFC. This right here is probably the best team, but like Green Bay, the Buffalo Bills could certainly, or the Chiefs, knock off the Baltimore Ravens. They're the clear favorite, but these teams have a lot of what Green Bay had, the buzz, the potential, the drive. Green Bay won this game. In my mind, Green Bay was winning this game, Should I, I, I should say. They lost it at the end, I, I agree. Interception was a travesty. It was pouring rain. No excuse. It is what it is. Brock Purdy had weather going down the other side of the field. You can't really blame that on on weather because Brock Purdy also had it. But this was a phenomenal debut for this kid during this 2023-2024 season. Jordan Love value is on the rise from a fantasy perspective. And the last time I checked, the name of this show is The Fantasy Football Show. This was QB4. QB4. Brock Purdy wasn't QB4. So why don't we leave that right there? Okay. You want to talk NFL quarterback rankings? It's a little different, but it doesn't change in my book. That's just the way I feel. Now, this man went out and had himself, like Christian McCaffrey, a fantasy football explosion. And let me put the Baltimore Raven box score on screen and we can look we can take a little gander at that bad boy because that one is quite impressive as well not so much from the houston Texans side of the fence but you know stroud like like jordan love these guys are are near one of the same in, in, in one you, you could say in one way because these guys are both up and coming quarterbacks they're both on teams that are are young and trying to build around their quarterback uh, Lamar Jackson, look, 11 rushes for 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns passing, 152. He had four tutties in this game. Likely with a score, 34 yards 
Aguilar had the other touchdown. And Zay Flowers had uh, 41 yards, four receptions, Rashad Bateman. So no one really blew up but Lamar. But Lamar had four touchdowns and absolutely, I think, cemented in that he's the NFL MVP or at least it's pending Josh Allen's game and all that, like in everyone's mind at least. Like if we're sitting here saying who is and we had control and we could make the cast the vote, we, we want to see Josh Allen play, but Josh Allen's going to have to repeat what Lamar just did for us to change our mind and even have some sort of, okay, maybe they're tied still. Like Lamar exploded. Uh, Devin Singletary, nothing. Nico Collins, decent, but not good enough. Five catches, 68 yards, no tutties. Dalton Schultz dropped a big pass, did catch five for 43. Um, Stroud, no touchdowns, no INTs, 175. Not that this should be considered, uh, I don't know, like uh, something that you take into next year and say, okay, Stroud's not going to be that, you know, that as good as we think. But this is a, a, a harsh reminder that Stroud, he might be a top five, six future quarterback, but people have to be careful to, to vault him above Hurts, vault him above Mahomes, vault him above uh, Josh Allen, vault him above Lamar, vault him above really about four or five quarterbacks. You got to be careful. I'm not saying we don't do it. Maybe he's still QB four or five. But I think this is a nice reminder. Even though he gets Tank Dell back, he's going to get better. Everything's going to be great for him. But it's a reminder that there are still quarterbacks like Lamar who can score four touchdowns in one game and are still in the prime of their career. And maybe it's smarter to pump the brakes and say, look, Stroud probably could be as good as Lamar. Maybe, right? From a fantasy perspective, Love could be as good as Stroud. From a fantasy perspective, but both these guys maybe just draft them and place them in a safe territory is all I'm saying. You want to rank them above Burrow? I get that. I understand that. You want to rank them above AR5 because you're worried about AR5 getting hurt? I get that. I think Stroud and Love, AR5 and Burrow, they're all in a blender, so to speak, of preference. And no one's wrong or right to have one of those guys first of that group or last of that group. If you have Burrow last of that handful of quarterbacks I just named, Burrow, Stroud, Love, and uh, and who did I say? AR5. If you've got Burrow at the top of that, you're not wrong. You're not right or wrong. If you've got Burrow at the bottom of that, you're not right or wrong. You got Stroud at the top or Stroud at the bottom, you're not right or wrong. Not not yet. That's a very debatable thing, but maybe we're just a little bit careful, is all I'm saying, of moving Stroud and Love and any other quarterback, even AR5 to a degree, into the tier that should be a tier of its own of Mahomes in any order. I'm not saying Mahomes is one. Mahomes will put Josh Allen first because he scored first. Josh Allen, Hurts, Mahomes are your top three quarterbacks. Lamar is probably in that tier walking into 2024, given how well he's playing right now, coming off of this game. Coming off of this game. Now, maybe he he absolutely sells out next game, and we're a fickle people. We are. Admittedly, we're, we're biased. We let things, what have you done for me lately, creep in. But I'm just saying, be careful, pump the brakes. Have you noticed I haven't mentioned this man's name? Because he's not in that big fat tier of quarterbacks like AR5, Jordan Love, 
Stroud, Joe Burrow. There's no Purdy in that second tier of quarterback. He's certainly not in the Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Hurts tier. But there's no Purdy in that Burrow tier at all. Um, that's that's about everything. Other than I think I had another another couple pieces of news uh, to discuss. Debo again got hurt in this game. Shoulder did not return. Obviously, it's bad enough that he didn't go back in a very critical game. So I doubt he's fully healthy walking into the next uh, contest against the Rams or the Bucks, whoever wins that game. 175 yards again and zero touchdowns, zero INTs for Stroud. Not the best outing for him. And again, we went over Lamar having 152 and two touchdowns with an additional two touchdowns on the ground. 100 rushing yards on 11 carries. Absolute monster. Absolute just, just unbelievable player from a fantasy and NFL perspective, uh, the both of them. Uh, where's my Niner gang at? It was ugly, but we found a way. Niners, let's go, says uh, Young. Congrats on your win, Young. I'm I'm obviously happy for you. Um, I know some of that party talk's probably hard to hear, Young. And I know you might not agree with it, and that's okay. But I think uh, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Uh, AR5, not top 10. Are you trying to say 10? AR5, not top 10. The bolt. If AR5 stays healthy all year, he's easily top 10. Of course he is. Matt, I don't know if that's what DeBalt's saying. Top 5 or top 10? What did I say? Did I say? What did I say? Did I, say Lions? did I not say Lions? What did I say? Packers? Um, Yeah, so my guess is the, the Lions win this game, though. I think the Lions will face off against the Niners. I, I, Tampa Bay, you never know. They're playing. They're playing with heart. The, ta- the odds of the Tampa Bay Bucks beating the, the Lions are probably the same as the odds of the Packers knocking off the San Francisco 49ers. You know what I mean? Like, it's possible. They could play with more hunger and heart. Certainly, certainly doable. Uh, let's, let's open the phone lines and take some phone calls. I'm sure some of you would like to discuss what we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, lo- love looked fantastic. Other than, you know, that, even that other interception, I'm not... I'm not mad at him. It was it was a little behind, but the 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 receivers got to catch the ball if they can touch it. You know, a tip pass is is unfortunate. You could say it was definitely behind him, but I don't blame that INT on Jordan Love. That was a throw. You know, the pressure was on. Everybody likes to judge a quarterback all the time, and they're not even considering the pressure. Even some of the throws that Purdy made, but Purdy was off all night long. He looked very bad all night long, throwing the ball low. Ayuk uh, had to reach down to grab that one amazing catch that he grabbed. There's all kinds of throws that Purdy was throwing inaccurately all night long, and he got saved on them. His 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 uh, completion percentage was saved by a lot of the receivers grabbing and plucking the ball out of the air or down low. Um, Jordan Love looked phenomenal. He was throwing dimes. He threw you know amazing. Uh, he threw amazing dot right near the end zone, An open window that was like this this wide, and then a nice ball placement on that touchdown throw. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Phone lines are open. Dial into the show. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in, dial in, dial in. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting how many people 
potentially will agree or disagree on this topic of, of Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy not being a top five quarterback. Let's see what everybody thinks on this one. Kerry, what is going on, my my brother? You're live here on the Fantasy Football well, Show. Oh man, that was definitely the best game in the season so far. Was yeah, it was, whether um, you whether you were a Niner fan, a Green Bay fan, or maybe not even a fan of one, but you rooted for a team because you hated the other team so much, or something like that. Regardless, it was a great game. It was fantastic football. Um, yeah, I'm more about the underdog, so I was, I was kind of with you with, with Love and the, the young uh, wide receiver core of the Packers, so it was a bummer, but still a great game. Yeah. Uh, my question, uh, I just want to get your take on, like, uh, what, what, what are we doing with the with the uh, Packers wide receiver core next year? I, I thought it was a really interesting graph. They showed, like, you know, it was like a monthly base. It was like one core guy each, each month. Well, I, I, did, I don't know if you heard me or if you just joined, but... I talked about uh, Jaden Reed quite a bit on on the show. Jaden Reed is the the number one wide receiver as far as I'm concerned walking into next year. And I think the fact that he had a quiet day today and given that he had not only a quiet day today but an injured, very underutilized game prior and then he was injured prior to that and not playing. So you have a very, very salty memory of him. And that's going to make him a bargain. So I, I said earlier, I think you might find him on a certain list or two here on the Fantasy Football Show, walking into the couple months, you know, couple months upcoming. He's he's the definition of a Moon Man potential guy because his ADP should be very very nice, and he is in my in my mind the number one wide receiver in Green Bay. He's very Debo Samuel esque in terms of how they use him. He's he's used as a wide back. Um, to a capacity that like he's getting two, three carries a game, you know, type of type of player. And that's what you want. You don't want him to be oversaturated with rushing attempts because he's not as big as Debo, but they use him like Debo sparingly. But he's phenomenal when he gets the football on an end around or a quick, you know, uh, 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 just actually, you know, just steps back behind the line of scrimmage catches a football and then takes you know matters into his own hands and navigates downfield 10 15 yards like Debo does so Jaden Reed despite having a different frame than Debo is used a lot like Debo and his the sky's the limit for him I do love Watson Um, golf says so, so Watson is no more I don't think that's the case golf I just think we can't assume anything like where was he today he was he wasn't on the injury report you know today so we, we can't sit there and, and act like Watson's some, you know, amazing uh, prospect uh, going into 2024 when he's reportedly not injured walking into this game. He had one catch for 11 yards. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, we're just, like, going to wait and see with, with Christian Watson. He can't keep those hamstrings healthy. He's going to work on that in the offseason. But if he's not on the injury report at all and he's not out there doing anything... I, I'm not. I'm not interested in him being the number one there or my my number one. I'm all about Jaden Reed. He's a fantastic prospect walking into next season, and maybe Green Bay does something crazy too. We don't know. We don't know what they'll do during this NFL draft, bro. You know, we don't know what they'll do in free agency. We don't know. This is this is also a this is also a very young team. Um, you know, what do they do at running back? 
Do they do they ride? Yeah, I was say running back is probably where their their next focus has to be. You, you got to start developing it because Aaron Jones is twenty nine. He'll turn thirty during the season. So you know they might not be as worried as we are, but they should know the data. The data is not kind to a thirty year old running back or a twenty nine year old running back. All right, hang tight, uh, Kerry. I got to circle around the phone line. I'm going to go over to Marsman Rockout. Marsman Rockout, what can I do for you, pal? And if everybody else could mute real quickly while uh, the person that's talking is talking, that goes for Drew, who I just threw Drew on the phone line. Please mute until I call on you, Drew. Thank you. Go ahead, Marsman Rockout. Yeah, first of all, it was a good game, whoever you're uh, going for. Yeah. Good game by 49ers. For sure. Good game by the Packers. Uh. Uh, read the beast. Purdy is not the guy. He's more like probably a seven to nine guy because there's a bunch of guys coming up. And you got to keep in mind, Love's receivers are super young. They're just, just going to get better from here and there. Yeah, and, and I think that what a Niner fan can't like fathom is that, and they don't even hear what you're saying, is like, Brock Purdy's still a good quarterback. He's still like a top 10-ish quarterback, and that doesn't satisfy a Niner fan. Like, they don't hear any positivity there. They hear you being a hater. But he's not top five. He's not a top five NFL quarterback. He's just not. Not great. He's just not. Not great. Good. He's good. He's not great. He's not amazing. You know who's amazing? Josh Allen. And when I went into Raja's Niner livestream, it's crazy to me. I'm arguing with four or five hundred people at once because they're all Niner fans, and they're, they're they think I'm off my rocker because I said Josh Allen is not even a question a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. And if if you're an NFL GM and you have zero players on your roster, and I said I'm going to make this abundantly clear what I'm saying here to everybody watching on the, in this live stream. There's five hundred people in it or whatever. I said. If you're an NFL GM and you have zero players on your roster and you have Brock Purdy and Josh Allen in front of you, who are you drafting first? The answer is only Josh Allen. There's no other answer. And they're like, oh my God, he's off his rock. Like they just, it's just their goggles this thick. They have no clue, you know, what, what, what is real. And I don't blame them because they're so embedded in their situation. But I'll tell you what, I people, and I'm not going to name drop. But people that, that I know very, very well that people would know who I'm talking about. I'm not saying Raj, um, uh, but but other people you would know who I'm talking about. Very panicked about, about Purdy during the entire game. Like, it's not, it's not just me. It's truthful, honest Niner fans are going to say, I don't know what to think about him. I don't know what to think about him. It's not that, like, so Blackbeard's a Niner fan. I, I'd almost want Blackbeard to call in. And Blackbeard, I want you to be honest with me if you think I'm being too critical on Purdy. I, don't, I won't take offense and I won't be mad at you. But I, I don't even think I'm being critical of Brock Purdy. And I've had people say I'm a hater because I'm saying he's not top five. The thing I'm getting uh, uh, passionate about, I'm not irate, I'm not mad, I'm not triggered, I'm not, I'm not pissed off. This is my resting face. This is how I talk all the time. You know, my, my mom calls me and says, hey, can you help me with the keyboard? My my iPad keyboard separated. I'm screaming and yelling at her. And I'm like, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button. And that's just the way I, t- that's the way I talk. Okay? This is just me. Yeah. But Brock Purdy, 
the the part the thing I get passionate about is that there's a narrative by a lot of people. There's a lot of pushback whenever I say something like, "Yeah, he's not a top five quarterback." That's what I'm getting excited about. That's what I'm telling you. He's, that's what I have on my screen. He's not him. He's good. He's be- the fact that people in Niner communities think I'm crazy for saying that he's not. I wouldn't take him over Josh Allen or J- especially Jalen Hurts. You tell them Jalen Hurts, they go, "Oh my god." Jalen Hurts was just exposed. Didn't you know? (laughs) Like as if Jalen Hurts was really exposed. Any Niner fan that wouldn't take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy or Josh Allen over Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes over Brock Purdy or CJ Stroud over Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy and probably even AR5 and maybe we'll just leave it there for now are off the rocker. Off. You can leave That's AR5. Fair. You can leave AR5 out of it because he hasn't played much and he got injured and he runs a lot. So let me pull AR5 out of that. But Stroud, Burrow, oh, Burrow, Burrow, Stroud, Lamar. Okay, Burrow, Stroud, Lamar, uh, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and and uh, Jalen Hurts. If you think Brock Purdy's better from fo- a football perspective, not we know he's not fantasy good like those guys. From a football perspective, if you think Brock Purdy, you would rather have Brock Purdy on your team than those guys, including Joe Burrow, including Stroud, including Lamar, and obviously Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts, you're off your rocker. And I don't blame you. You've got Niner goggles on the stick. Of course, you fell off your rocker because you can't see straight. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying he's garbage. And when I tell people he's a Baker Mayfield, they they're like, "Oh my God, you just called him Baker Mayfield. He's a Baker Mayfield." He's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's playing pretty good right now. Baker Mayfield's not a bad quarterback. Baker Mayfield is actually considered right now, in this time, in this moment, a good quarterback. This is Baker. Welcome to Baker. Uh, If you like him a little more than that, I understand. And I can definitely understand there's wiggle room. Maybe you go, I like him better than... I like those guys better, except for I don't like Joe Burrow because he can't stay... Sure. Like, have your little argument. That's fine. But this is... It's crazy how blind people are about his fantasy value and especially his NFL value. Um, hey, am I jump in as a Niner fan really quick? Smith? Yeah, who's speaking? Uh, Drew, Drew. Drew, what's up? Nothing much. My boy. Uh, My boy. I want to jump in. I, I, I'm feeling good right now about I this I bet win. you are. Congra- uh, hey, congrats. Congra- like, no negativity yeah. here real quick. Congrats, bro. No, no, no. The, the best team no, won. You guys were the best team. You guys were the best team. Yeah, they almost beat you. Yeah. They were they, the the momentum was in the Green Bay in Green Bay's favor. Even when they were down by one point, the the momentum was clearly in Green Bay's favor favor the whole game. There was 100%. no fear. Yeah, there was no fear that Green Bay was going to lose because they had nothing to lose. The fear was, yeah. oh my God, Shanahan's going to screw this one up again because that's really what's at right. the heart of it for a true diehard Niner fan. Whether you want to believe it or not, yeah. is can Shanahan win 100%. the big game? You're worried about it, and 100%. so so. Congrats on the win. You pulled it out, and and that's kind of where I I come at it come at it a little bit differently. Where I want to defend Brock. Sometimes I'm not as passionate like like you were saying earlier. You're not as passionate. You just kind of get a little bit you know animated sometimes. But I just feel like he doesn't he doesn't get disrespected. Sometimes he does. Like Amy Trask, that was disrespectful. Whatever, right? But I just feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough respect put on him. That's what I think, right? And it's like, 
I get what everyone's saying. Like, you know, I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm going to take Josh Allen or any of these other guys over him. But what I think people don't factor in is the fact that, you know, he is a second-year player. He was a rookie last year. He was the last pick of the draft, right? So it's like a lot of these other guys that you're saying, you know, Baker and, you know, um, all these other guys you were just naming, a lot of them are, you know, first-round picks, number one overall. You know, they're very... Uh, the, the value on them, it takes a lot to get them, right? As opposed to Purdy, it costs nothing. It was the last pick of the draft to get him. And what they asked Purdy to do, I think he does it because... But no, but ha, I, I think, let me just interrupt you because I, I, I think yeah, everyone everyone but, in here agrees with, I think, everything you said. The problem is yeah. the Niner fan, the typical Niner fan, hears hatred when someone just no, knocks yeah. him down to yeah. size when somebody puts him on this pedestal or into this tier right. he doesn't belong in. Um, have you ever once heard me say that he's... And you can be honest if you think I did convey this, but did I convey in any way, shape, or form that he wasn't everything that you just said he was? Like, he gets it done, he, he's good, he, like... I, um, I, I feel you like... Could, you could correct me, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like sometimes the way you talk and sometimes other people talk as if it, it's situational-based, right? It's all credit to the Niners, no credit to Purdy, as if if he was in some other system, that he wouldn't succeed. And can I, t- can I tell I, you? Wh- can I tell I, you why I, though? Can I tell you why? Because yeah, he was in. He, why I think he would? Because he's in, in the team. he's in the MVP conversation where he didn't belong. Right. He was in but the is he is he the top three quarter? Okay, but hold on. I'm not saying you should, yeah, yeah. but when you try and knock him back down to size to say, look, he's good. Like everything I said was positive. I just didn't. It wasn't positive enough for a Niner fan. It's just when someone right. puts him in the top three quarterbacks in the NFL and starts saying he's better than Josh Allen, and when the entire fan base laughs at anybody that says that Josh Allen's better, or when the entire fan base laughs at anybody that says that Jalen Hurts is better, and you guys get this rivalry, uh, you know, re- rationale behind it, then it's like you you're right. gonna hear negative things about him because he's not the player you're painting him to be. For, as a Niner fan sure, base, but I, that's all but you're I, hearing. I think everything has, yeah, but everything has to be contextualized, right? Because what you're saying is that, like, I, every I, I might I might misunderstand what you're trying to say. Like, if you're talking about purely just this year, who's a better quarterback this year? What do you base it on? Are you going based on the stats? And that's where I think a lot of people get missed. Like, you know, there's misconceptions because MVP talks. A lot of those things are stat-based, right? So if you're looking at straight stats, he's absolutely justifiable a top-five quarterback in this league today. If you're looking at everything else, like... I don't think anymore, bro. Josh Allen, he right? might he might have been, he might have been like weeks and weeks... He might have been weeks and weeks ago, but I, I don't think statistically right, right. he's still and, and, right yeah, there. I, I could definitely admit that the Ravens game took a hit. I, I even stopped the, some of the Brock Purdy campaigns right after that game because, you know, a, a MVP to me had to sustain it throughout the whole year at a high level. And he also got hit because, you know, he didn't play the last week so that and other quarterbacks did. So their stats took a bump. His stayed stagnant, right? There's, there's a lot of factors. I think I come at it with a little bit of more of a level head where if you're talking about just this year, absolutely you could justify him as a top five quarterback. So let me let me ask you a qu- let, at, let me ask you a question though cuz Josh Allen that's not fair. Josh Allen's been performing Okay, at a high that, level but it is it is it is fair because the way the fan base is talking about 
Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen comparatively to Brock Purdy makes people knock him down a notch. And that's the problem. And then you judge people, not saying you necessarily, but that, right. you know, in, no, a, in general, you're going to be like, this person's a hater. I'm not a hater, but like, right. stop putting Brock Purdy on a, on a pedestal. Let me ask you a question. Do you take, yeah. if you're a GM, you don't have the Niners organization. Right. You don't have the Niners players. You don't have the Niners roster. You don't have Kyle Shanahan. You don't right. have your scheme. You're starting a team yep. tomorrow. It's an expansion team. Brock Purdy's available. Right. Josh Allen's available. Who do you want as your quarterback? Uh, I think that's fairly easy. The, you're gonna, as a scout, you're gonna take Josh Allen. Okay, yes, not as a scout. You on paper, you. the body, the build, you. the speed, you. all that, right? Of course. Okay, Jalen Hurts or or Brock Purdy. And can I ask you? Can I ask you one thing though, uh, just so I can answer a little bit better? Are you going based off how they were selected in the years they were drafted? Or no. Like, what do you mean? What was? What does that have to do with on, anything? What does that have to do with anything? If I'm saying you're starting an organization tomorrow as an expansion team, and Brock yeah. Purdy and Jalen Hurts are both available, which quarterback are you drafting right as now? Of today, as as like do we, where right are they win has nothing to do with it. I yeah yeah as things stand right now. I would take Brock Purdy because and I'll tell you why and I'll justify it because I think Jalen Hurts is on a decline. I think he had a um, lightning in a bottle. They caught something and they had the team to do it. They didn't capitalize. I think it's only going to get harder now that the expectations are there and they're already on the okay. decline. Kelsey's probably going to be ne- gone. Ne- next gonna be worse. next now, player. On. Next not player, Mahomes. Mention, not to mention the contract. The contract. Brock Purdy's on a rookie contract, so you no, can, no, that no, you to build no, 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 like no. These play, these players are free agents. You're, like I said, you're you, you're come, you're right, an that's owner. Not, that's not the argument, though. That's you're you're owner. You're an owner. You can draft one of these guys. Okay. Regardless, I'm saying you're but an owner. You can draft matters. one of these guys. How are you going to take, Se- well, take away one of the most important factors? Well, we could say that we could say that on top if you want to do that. It doesn't change anything for me because Brock Absolutely, Purdy. Absolutely, but Jalen Hurts cheap... is on a big, massive contract. Brock, Brock Purdy's on a rookie deal. So if I could take Brock Purdy and sign a lineman and an offensive lineman and a linebacker, obviously yeah. that's gonna yeah, be but you're yeah, but you're not right? gonna so you're gonna that, you're gonna draft. Okay, technical technically speaking, you're not I'm drafting just, yeah, him. I'm that into an account. Okay, okay, let, let's let's talk about this player, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Patrick Mahomes right now. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Okay. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I, I look at him the same as uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Lamar. Okay. C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy? I think Purdy? there's tears. C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy? C.J. Stroud or Brock Purdy? They're both on the same contract. Uh, I'm going based on ceiling. I would take C.J. Stroud. In okay, LLB. and Joe Burrow, and, and and you could say contract here, but I want you to answer the question two ways. Then, if you want to answer right. contract, I'm, yeah, I'm going based on like what I've seen, contract, what I think they're. Give me two is, answers like though. Little, yeah. Um, what was the last one, Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Would you rather have Joe Burrow just over Brock Purdy? Let's say they cost the same amount of money. That's really the only yeah. answer I'm no, looking for. I, I'm taking I'm taking today's as today stands with Brock with uh, Joe Burrow's contract and his injury. I'm not I'm asking that. I'm not asking that though. I'm asking do, I'm do you take tomorrow, do you take Joe Burrow or do you take Brock Purdy if their contracts were the same? I'm giving you a new definition of the of the question. Is, you don't need to Joe worry Burrow about the question you're trying to answer. I'm is, just trying to get your Joe valuation. Burrow, yes, yes, yes. But is Joe Burrow injury free? Or he has no injuries. They're both they're both ready to rumble. Both ready to rumble tomorrow, yeah. same contract. 
I would have to take Joe Burrow still on those. Okay, so situations. even though I even though I completely disagree with you on Jalen Hurts a thousand percent, you still okay. wanted all those quarterbacks over Brock Purdy for the most part. So what I'm trying under to tell your, you, under your crazy okay, sure, not not crazy, bro, no not way. crazy guideline because the way people describe him doesn't have anything to do with this contract. The way people talk about him, does. no, it brother, doesn't. Brother, no, brother, it doesn't. Brother, because I, when people talk, no, hold on, hold on a second, hold on. Okay. When people I'm talk gonna, about okay. him being an MVP candidate, it has nothing to do with his contract dollar amount, bro. When people say he's a top five quarterback in the making, he's better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That has nothing to do with his contract. Nothing. If you're talking about the ins and outs of building and maintaining and keeping your team together and somebody said, hey, I'll swap you Jalen Hurts for Brock Purdy and the impact it have on your team. Sure, there's a different discussion here. But what I'm trying to tell you is when there's a lot of hate thrown at somebody that says Brock Purdy's not top five. Brock Purdy's not an MVP candidate. Brock Purdy's in a great system and, and he may be a good quarterback, but he's only looking like a great quarterback, a paper tiger in a sense, because he has such a good team around him. Those have nothing to do with his contract. That has nothing to do with where he got drafted. It has to do with why people tear him down when people try and vault him up too high. That's the only thing we're talking about here. What you're saying makes sense if we were having that discussion, but we're not. We're talking about why he's not as good as everybody says he is. But the way I think about it is any logical person, if you're talking like people that make these conversations, right, they're all made up conversations, hypotheticals, right? The people that start them, right? Would you rather in today's, you know, how things stand today, if you're starting over tomorrow, would you take Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Everyone, I would think that way I the way I look at it is that they would take everything into consideration. The fact that Jalen Hurts has a higher contract, the fake that nah, Brock Purdy is not necessarily, bro. No, no, because here here's the problem. Here's the problem, bro. Just because just because Purdy's cheaper doesn't mean he's worth it. You're assuming that everybody in here thinks Purdy's a Super Bowl contending quarterback. I'd rather pay the price. Work the cap. Do what you got to do. Look at Patrick Mahomes, bro. He signed that $10 million deal, that, or a 10-year deal, 10-year deal for, what was it, $500 million, whatever, and everyone said his offensive line needed a lot of work. He'll never stay upright. They'll never rebuild the offensive line. They'll never sign another player ever again. That thing, that mm -hmm. offensive line got revamped into one of the best offensive lines immediately. The cap is fake. There's so much movement and navigation around it. I'm telling you right now, someone that knows football very, very well will take Hurts out of it because you seem to think Hurts is garbage. But Josh Allen on a no, mega deal is worth more than Brock Purdy. I don't care what Brock Purdy's contract is. I want Josh Allen. I want a quarterback that can take me, I believe, by himself single-handedly to a Super Bowl. This guy needs all of these other functioning pieces around it. Haven't you seen what happens the moment CMC's banged up? The moment Trent Williams goes down? The moment Debo Samuel goes out? One, Even when one of those pieces of that five-tier system they've got here for him, five-point system, one point goes down, the whole thing breaks for him. He gets he starts throwing really bad footballs all over the field. I, I, I think that I it's... It. I think it's very but evident you, when the team is banged where, up, he can't you, do it. Yeah, but I think where you and a lot of people, that's like, I, I get everything you're saying and I agree with it, but I, I do push back as a Niners fan. I know you I do. Because I see the other side of it because it's like, dude, Brock Purdy is still finding ways to get it done as a second-year guy. 
I feel like people put the expectation. No one's on saying he's not he's though. A, I'm just I'm just describing what I think, right? Like they're putting the expectation as if he's a five year vet, as if he's a six year vet, right? He's a uh, second year last pick of the draft quarterback. He's a work in progress. A lot of the ways people still view Jordan Love, right? And it's kind of funny to me that, like, on this scale, and I've even heard you say today, like, Jordan Love played phenomenal. Brock Purdy, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy played whatever. Like, he's mid, he's overrated, he's not top five, right? But it's like, they're both, I would consider them kind of in the same tier. Brock has a slight advantage because he did play last year, right? Okay. But they're young hey, guys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to someone else. I appreciate you coming in, and you made some some good points to to back up. I think an argument that I'm not making against you, though. You know, my my whole thing is I've literally come out and said over and over he's a good quarterback, but that's not good enough for a Niner fan because a Niner fan wants me to say he's amazing. He's top five. He's not. A good quarterback is a, a quarter. A good quarterback is the way Baker's playing right now. A good quarterback is the way maybe Kyler's playing right now. A good quarterback is you put one of those quarterbacks in this Niner system, they're going to do well at the same time. That's the conversation Wait, that ask? I'm actually going to have with you. I'm not yeah. here saying Brock Purdy isn't a good quarterback. He's a good no, quarterback you, but... in an amazing system with amazing talent. And that so may, that makes him better Baker, than good. If, if he was in ba- Baker Mayfield situation in the Bucks, do you think there would be a significant drop-off? I think if he was in Baker Mayfield situation, we wouldn't even be speaking his name. Wow. Okay, yeah, I completely disagree. I know you do. All right, appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, Drew, see you later. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Take care. <laughs> I mean, he's not – he's a smart kid for sure. The way – I'll give Brock some of his flowers here. Brock – stepped in and knew the playbook right away like he's intelligent in that and he navigates the pocket well enough you'll notice Shanahan gives him a full playbook like as soon as Brock stepped in Shanahan gave him everything the keys to the castle he didn't ease him in at all and Brock responded so I will say Brock has a very very solid ability to pick up a system and be the quarterback that Shanny wants and that's why Shanny loves him so much um he's good He's good. He's good for the Niners. And that's the problem is you'll never be able to really separate. Maybe someday he steps away and goes to a different situation, whatever, and we can tell. But you can't separate situation from player. He is a good quarterback in an amazing system right now with a window that's probably next year as well. And you can't you can't dissect how good he becomes. Not only good, he becomes better than good because of the surrounding talent. And that's what I think people fight against is to say, He's not a top five NFL quarterback. Like he, he's a good court. You could put him in the seven to ten range, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the part that's craziest. I'm telling you, he's a top ten ish quarterback. It just depends on you know what we're measuring and all that. But by no way, shape, or form do I think there's any way to spin this into a top five QB. There's just too many monsters out there, Lamar. And and all these other guys, you can't, what are you going to do? You're going to really put Brock Purdy in there over over Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud? I don't think so. Uh, let me go over to uh, let's see here. We had Marsman, we have uh, we have Theo, and then I'll go to Niner Matt. Theo, you're up. You're live. Oh, you pretty much said um, everything I was going to say. 
um, when you were talking about um, Jaden Reed, um, I really love where his ADP is going to be. Yeah, I like Reed and a lot. I'm going to draft him in a lot of leagues as a wide receiver too in like this seventh round, which is where I think he'll fall to, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I love I love Reed. He's going to be so undervalued because he didn't do anything at the end of the day. People are going to be so bent out of shape over it. Bad taste left in everybody's mouth. Jaden Reed season, he'll be a fantastic value. Yeah, that, that's all I pretty much had to say. All right, Theo. Um, well, hey, put, you put yourself on mute if you have another question. I'll circle around at the end and, and just hang tight. Um, but put yourself on mute if you could. Let's go to Niner Matt real quick. Right. Let's see what Niner Matt's up to. Let's go through this all over again. Hey, Smitty. Hey, hey. I'm not. I'm not here to glow. Not here to talk. Talk smack. I'm just. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I, I don't. It's fine. You no can. Reason. You have every right to. You have every a right win, to be a excited. Win, a win's a win. A win's a win. I'll take sure. the dub. But I just wanted to congratulate Green Bay. They played their butt off today. They, did. they deserve. They they deserve. They got. I respected them coming into the game, and I respect them even more. They played. They played their tail off. They they could easily. They probably should have won that game. Yeah, they definitely I say the felt like they team won, it. won, but or the better team lost. I mean, but Shanahan, I call him Banana Hand. He got out coached. Period. That dude, the flower. He I don't know. If, him. I don't know if you heard what I said before the game and what I said on Raj's live stream, but Shanahan has been notorious for taking his foot off the gas at the end of games. Lately, he doesn't do that. He takes his foot off the gas in the first half, and it comes out flat. And it's like, why? 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 He his his he definitely got out coached in this game. I think very very much. I don't think he knew how to how to. It was crazy the way it felt. The game flow was crazy weird, and then the injuries didn't help him get out of a bad game flow. But I I, I think you're right. I, I don't. And I said this earlier. I think that Green Bay won this game the entire way right up to the end. But what always ends up coming through is this Niner defense that carries the team at the end of games, picks some picks a, a pass off and ends the game on an interception or or some big defensive stop or whatever. The defense is phenomenal phenomenal. You give up big plays here and there. You have trouble, you know, even against the Cardinals with with McBride and tight ends and there there's some there's some, you know, there's some holes, but for the most part What's so amazing about the Niner defense is that they wear you down. They feel like they're looking at the offense like, are you going to step up and help us? We're like doing everything we can. And then at the end of the game, the other side is reaching. They're trying to throw some deep pass, whatever, just like Jordan Love had to here. It was in the pouring rain. I give Jordan Love a little bit of credit there. And, and man, the Niner defense steps up. So the the one thing you have going for you walking into these next games is that your Niner defense is going to absolutely be there at the end of the day to try and save the day. Like if you're even within striking distance or if you're there just to make a stop, I feel like the defense is just, it, it's going to always step up. You got you got a squad there, bro. You got a, you got a um, defense. Yeah, my, my only, my, my the thing I was frustrated the most with with the Niners especially after Debo got hurt. And I understand they had two weeks to game plan and or not two weeks. But they've been off for two weeks. I know they've been game planning for two weeks, but losing Debo obviously changed the game plan. And I, I just don't understand why not run the ball, not just with McCaffrey, but put CMC in the slot as a receiver where Debo would have been and put Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason in the backfield. That's where it's so frustrating because there's nothing wrong with those guys. I mean, 
McLeod didn't know he doesn't know how to run a route. I mean, Conley made a great catch on that last drive, but I mean, Jawan Jennings played a great game for him. I mean, he stepped up big time, but I just don't understand. He's sometimes he's too smart for his own good, Smitty. He just he drives me nuts. Like I'm, I agree with you. The dude is he's a choker. Like the dude, he's a great play caller. He is, but sometimes I question that in game management, especially that end of that first half. Why play for a field goal, dude? Go for the touchdown. Why are you? I mean, I just I don't like that. You know, passiveness. You got to You got to be aggressive there, dude. And then it turned out he blocked. They missed the field goal. Yeah. He just he just he frustrates me. But like I said, um, I'm right, happy, happy they won. And congratulations to the Packers. They had a great season yep. and um, they got nothing to all be right. disappointed in. Later, Niner so Matt. That's all I wanted to say. Appreciate it. Later, bro. Uh, let's go over to DeBalt, and then we'll go over to Young, and then we'll go over to Carl, and then Sebastian. So, DeBalt, you're live. Hey, Smitty. Uh, this is going to be totally off of what everyone's talking about, but it's just something that came through today about um, her cousins uh, wanting to play with Bill Belichick. So, yeah. uh, uh, Falcons me... and Commanders are early. Yeah, let me, put that, let me put that on screen here. Uh, Minnesota Vikings free agent Kirk Cousins reportedly will look at options and free agency would be open to playing for Bill Belichick. The Falcons and Commanders are 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 the early hot teams. Um, certainly, certainly uh, interesting. It, it would make we talked about this with Ron um, when he surprisingly you know, shifted from his you know aggressive <laughs> you know Cousins ain't leaving Minnesota. You're out of your mind. Remember that scream and yell at me, and then all of a sudden. He's like, Cousins could leave. <laughs> but uh, I, I like that Ron's open-minded about it. But Ron was mentioning Cousins going to Atlanta. And that news hadn't really been out yet. We were just spitballing it. And certainly this news popped up the next day. Uh, certainly would be a, an amazing... Look, Russell Wilson or Cousins would be the non-top you know, top quarter rookie quarterback you know, selection or a, a Justin Fields trade move. Those would be the two top moves that aren't trading for Fields or drafting an elite quarterback in the in the NFL draft. Fields and Russell Wilson would be the the top of the the food chain. Um, I think playing for Bill is going to be a very attractive uh, potential thing for Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is definitely looking for a fit. And while our initial instinct is to say that, well, that means he probably wants to stay at home. Not necessarily because he's at kind of the the, the the twilight years of his career. I don't know how many years he'll yeah. play. He's coming back from an Achilles injury that makes you question, you know, how long you're going to play. It's a hard road back. And I think he's probably willing to travel a little bit in his final year or two to make sure he gets into a position to maybe try and win a ring or do whatever. Maybe he's not happy in Minnesota. Maybe there's some reasons why he wants out. Maybe he feels slighted. They've been looking to replace him for a couple of years now. I'm sure even, even whether that's right or wrong is true. So maybe he doesn't like that feeling. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else. So I'm very, very interested to see where this goes. But yeah, I mean, if Bill ends up having, if Bill Belichick ends up going to the Falcons and somehow, some way, Bill Belichick ends up bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, we're in full panic mode on Bijan. If Bill Belichick brings in Russell Wilson, brings in... Uh, Kirk Cousins drafts uh, Michael Penix Jr. or Drake May or or Bo Nix, then we're fine. We're fine. You know, Baker Mayfield, we're fine. 
That would be good enough. But we, we definitely don't want him bringing in Jimmy or doing something stupid. And then now we're in the, in the same boat we were all, all, all season long without a quarterback, without good field position. It's still better than Arthur Smith, but you know, just replacing Arthur Smith alone is a huge upgrade. Even if they kept like Ritter and everything the same, we'd be dreading it, but it would be about a 50% bump in probably production. And he still finishes running back so, nine. You're right. I, I kind of don't uh, think Jimmy G is a building. I think that's a Josh McDaniel. Um, that's just the way I look at it. My brother's a big time Raider fan, and hope you're right. He hates McDaniel's. I hope you're right. <laughs> but yeah, but take a step back. Um, let's just say Kirk Cousins does leave. How are we feeling about JJ now? Uh, not not great. Not great. It depends on who the yeah. Vikings bring in. But, I mean, taking the dynamic away that's at play here, just similar similar to if McCarthy had left this Dallas Cowboys situation, which he didn't. McCarthy is staying put. McCarthy is uh, uh, not, not getting fired, like originally reported potentially after that Dallas Cowboy brutal, Dallas Cowboy loss. That would have been devastating for CeeDee Lamb. Like, well, the last thing in the world we want is the offense changing when they're a top five aerial attack, force feed this man lamb lamb would have taken a little bit of a, a nut kick in value and i think the same thing could be said about kirk cousins leaving minnesota it depends on who replaces him though you know what does minnesota do i haven't updated uh i haven't updated this uh, board yet from today's games over here on the side so bear with me this is all everything up to to pick number 17 is accurate um or 18 is accurate so I it's um it's tough to say like Minnesota at eleven could they get McCarthy you know pro- probably I, I would think could they get Penix Jr. Yeah so if Michael Penix Jr. went to Minnesota I'd be okay with JJ like we've seen JJ yeah. survive very well with a carousel of quarterbacks so as long as he has a, a guy that can throw downfield I'm I'm okay with it, it definitely isn't better though like Kirk Cousins is better for him. Well, speaking of the draft order, I just saw there you got the, the Jets. Let's just say the Jets throw in a wrench, move up, and get Drake Main to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a year or two, which I think Drake Main needs to sit for a few years. He's not ready to take take over starting role. He's going to have uh, we'll training on for a while. We'll see. But, um, yeah, we'll see. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Uh, later, see bro. Um, yeah, uh, who's up next? Uh, was it Young? Uh-huh. Young. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 right here. All right, go ahead. Yep. You're live. You're live. <clears throat> Man, incredible game. You know, obviously, I'm a Niners fan. Um, but, I'll, you know what? I'm, there was one kind of delusional Niners fan that Matt, uh, Niner Matt was logical, but the Niners had no business winning that game. Like, if you really, really watch that game, the Niners had no business winning that game. Um you know, Purdy was just scared. The playing scared the whole game up until that last drive. And uh, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you on on Purdy not being um, a top five guy at the moment. He's not. Like watching this game will prove to anybody that he's not a top five quarterback. He's in. Maybe he's in the process of learning that. You know, and becoming that. But. Uh, where it stands right now, no, he's got he's got a lot of work to do going into next week, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, Nani got bailed out so many times tonight. So many times. And, yeah, it's lucky for that, for the defense, for our defense to come in clutch like they do because – and that missed field goal was everything. That Packers missed field goal was – that was pretty much the game, you know. So, still – Still a wild, wild game, man. Legendary game for sure. Yeah, I mean, hey, the the Niners won. The Niners have probably the best team in the National Football League. I mean, you could argue the Ravens are right there. I don't think Buffalo is the best team in the National Football League. I don't think it's even really close between if you if you some total look at these squads and you say who is the best team in the league, top to bottom, it's the Ravens, it's the Niners. Uh, but Buffalo, yeah. like Green Bay, has that dogfight in them. And I think that they could sneak their way into a potential Super Bowl appearance, and they have the ability to win it. I think they do. They have the ability to win. Casey has the ability to win. Baltimore has the ability to win. San Francisco does. I don't think the Bucks or Lions do. I don't think whoever wins this has a shot at winning the Super Bowl. Could they maybe upset an injured, you know, hampered team? Maybe, but 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 at the end of the day. The Niners have to be healthy. And I told Raj this on his live stream. I took a lot of heat for it and flack when I said it to the to the live stream. But he, he said, CMC's healthy. Everything's good yeah. to go. I'm like, but is he healthy? I, is I the team? I, I was in the yesterday, bro. I was, I, was in, I was in Raj's live yesterday. I saw, I saw the whole thing. So yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking if, about. If the, if the team's banged up, it, there's a prob- There's problems that unravel, it, but that's with any team. It's not like you could say like if if Lamar got hurt, like the Ravens have zero shot. If but if Flowers were to get hurt, I think the Ravens could still win every single one of these games and win the Super Bowl. The question is, Brock Purdy gets affected a little bit more w- when Trent Williams is out. He's he's really bad. I, I I don't know if you've seen that. Like, and I don't I don't blame it blame him for having no, a tougher time. But, like, there's just whenever there's a big piece of the big five out, Debo, uh, Ayuk, Trent Williams, uh, Christian McCaffrey, whenever they have any any part of this team, Kittle, any part of this team down or out or out of the game, he struggles because they're not as dynamic and the defense starts, you know, focusing on Brock Purdy. You can't focus on trying to get to Brock Purdy, stop Brock Purdy. You're like, how do we contain all these weapons? You have the biggest arsenal weaponry in the league. I, look, I give the Niners a lot of credit all the time. It's so funny. Everybody coins me as a hater. I literally say you got the best team top to bottom. Your defense is amazing. you got the most weapons in the entire National Football League. I literally paint a beautiful picture about the Niners all the time. I just say that this quarterback is not as good as everybody wants to make him out to be when you're talking about his value or where he sits amongst the other quarterbacks. Is he having a great year? Yes. Is he, uh, when everything's firing on all cylinders, does he play his role perfectly? Does he fit perfectly in the system? Absolutely. I even said to Raj, I'm not expecting your answer to be, give me Josh Allen instead of Purdy and let's go into this playoff contest and try and win. I'm not saying you'd swap him out. This is the right fit for the team right now. I'm not talking like that. So I made sure to make it abundantly clear. If you're outside of this situation, you have no other players in your team you're a GM and you're drafting a quarterback and you've got no other players or system or coach or nothing. You're a GM. You're going to take Josh Allen 100 times out of 100. And if you don't, yeah, you're living that's, that's in, in, in La La Land. It's very dust. No, yeah. And that other guy that was on the phone, Drew, he was, you know, all those stipulations. You were just asking, like, cut and dry. You're a GM. 
you're starting a new franchise. Who are you taking? Like, I get that, you know? And, yeah, Brock Purdy, he's low on that list for sure. And, and you know, there's a lot of guys. And there's nothing wrong with 10. Without a, without a doubt, you know? Yeah, and when I say he's and, like uh, 10-ish, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, especially when you have the best nothing, weapons yeah. in the National Football League and one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Like, then, then it's like a top 10 quarterback is good enough. Because he'll play better than that. Exactly. With that kind of team, with that kind of roster, he doesn't need to be top five right, right now. Like, that's okay. And, and it, that's you a know? logical take. But when someone says he's better than Josh Allen, and when, when somebody laughs at you when you say, okay, Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. Oh, he got, he got exposed. He got figured out. Give me a break. First of all, from a fantasy perspective, we, we are speaking from both languages. Fantasy, non-fantasy. We talk about both all the time. So we, we kind of have to have two different conversations and split it and answer both questions. But this is the fantasy football show, and Jalen Hurts was QB2. So let's not pretend in the fantasy football world there's any sort of debate to be had because there's zero chance you're going to win that debate with anybody. From a football-only perspective, which we have those conversations all the time, this is a new show on top of a fantasy show, there's there's no figuring out or exposing Jalen Hurts off of the last six games of the season. And when I went into that battle in the live stream with 500 Niner fans going at me, me and Araj and the boys talking, <laughs> and it just me against literally 503 people, the three people that were live with me and the 500 people in there, it was like Hurts got figured out in the last six games as if you can define what's going on in six games of football. You know, they, they, the, the, the A.J. Brown has been injured and out. There's a lot of reasons. They've been in shambles. Sirianni reportedly lost the locker room. We thought he'd get fired. He's not going to be fired. They lost uh, Shane Steichen, who went over and is going to mold and sculpt AR5 into a new version of Hurts. Are they hurting in Philly? Absolutely. Is this their year? Clearly it's not. But but is Jalen Hurts a bad quarterback? Absolutely not. This guy's a a monster, a top five locked and loaded NFL quarterback and top three locked and loaded fantasy football quarterback. Same thing goes for Josh Allen. Same thing goes for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had a horrible year. He's still having kind of a horrible year, and he's still an elite quarterback that no one's wavering on. I, I still I still don't sleep on Mahomes or Allen in the playoffs though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Any given you know fresh clean slate, like Mahomes could go out and throw four touchdown passes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, you know these these things you talk about, like the Niner goggles and stuff. That is a real thing. <laughs> like oh. we, we witnessed that. Yeah, and I don't. Bl- and um, I I don't blame you. And I I even tell Niner fans I'm envious of because I can't really have that fandom. I'm I'm I have to look at things too from a too unbiased lens, and I know everyone thinks I'm really biased, and maybe I have I do definitely have bias. I I can't be a perfect human being. I definitely probably have bias toward my predictions, not toward the Cardinals. I can guarantee you, and and ha- half my family's from Buffalo. I'm I am admittedly a big Josh Allen fan and Buffalo Bill supporter, obviously, but I don't let those things affect me. The team, my my fandom for those teams have nothing to do with anything that I say. There are years where you didn't hear me talk about a Cardinal player at all. You don't hear me talk up Kyler and get excited about Kyler's comeback. You haven't heard me talk about 
Cardinal players at all. I'm very unbiased when it comes to that. I have zero bias when it comes to a team that I like. I, I might have bias when it comes to a quarterback that I've been touting all year. But I was very clear about rooting for the Green Bay Packers in this game. I put my bracket up on Instagram. I said the Niners were going to win the Super Bowl. I put it up on my bracket. I said, of course, they have to stay healthy and all that. But my heart and my cheering and rooting will be for the Green Bay Packers. But the logic, my brain said, put Niners on the bracket. And I made it abundantly clear right. in my stories. I explained it. I said, just so everybody knows, I'm cheering for the Green Bay Packers. Because guess what a Niner fan sees? Oh, you're flipping over to the... <laughs> you're do... You just picked the Niners to win your bracket. Now you're cheering for the Green Bay Packers. Like, Smitty, you flip-flopper. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, no, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll say too, man. Shout out to the Packers. They got a bright future ahead of them. And, uh, you know, props to Jordan Love, his first season as a starter doing what he did and um yeah they 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 got a lot you know Packers fans they they got a lot to be looking forward to got a lot to be excited about and the Texans man also Texans was like my my second team all season man I I, you know if the Niners were on I was I was seeing what what the Texans were up to so same with them man D'Amico and and Stroud you know for D'Amico going to the playoffs his first year as a coach definitely and uh, Stroud, Stroud as a rookie, man, that's that's unbelievable. Yep. So, yeah. All right, Young. Yeah, yeah, Appreciate you, bro. Definitely. All right, man. All right, All right see later, you, later. Uh, Let's go over to Travis Rowe, who's a Mars man extraordinaire. He he jumps the line. That's <clears throat> the benefit of the Mars card. Um, and then I'm going to go to Sebastian. Then I'm going to go to Carl. Hey, hey, oh, oh, real quickly, real quickly. I'm sorry, Travis. Can I get the super chat out of the way? Megas, you still here? I'm sorry about this. Yeah. Niner fan, yeah, Brock. Brock, uh, most of us Niner fans are just hopeful and not realistic. I know I was there horrible five weeks and was awful today. So Megas is a Niner fan saying that Brock wasn't playing well today. I mean, I, I love objective takes, though. Like, And again, I'm not saying Brock's a bad quarterback, and I'm not saying Brock is not borderline like 7 to 12 or we'll call it 10 just for argument's sake. But guess what a, t- a top 10 quarterback or ni- number 9 or number 10 or number 11 in the NFL is going to play like with the best team in football. He's going to play like a top 5 guy sometimes. He's going to play like a 7. He's going to play like an 8, a 5, an 8, a 7. He's not going to play it at 10, 11 value or production. So he will play higher. And you can't separate situation from players. So sometimes he will have great stats. But at the end of the day, you know, we start talking about like, could he dance in a certain category in fantasy that's higher than his than his actual value? Absolutely. Like, could he be seven in fantasy if everybody stayed healthy? Sure. Like, he could. But when you start talking about how good he is, he's not inside my top seven quarterbacks in the National Football League. He is right around 10, 11, somewhere in that territory. And we're seeing why when injuries occur around him, he turns into not a pumpkin, but he turns into a, a, a normal human being. It's like kryptonite to him, and Niner fans just are ignoring that. And I don't blame them. They're trying to support their quarterback, so I'm not mad at anybody. But when someone says, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, perps appreciate perps uh, in the building here. Uh, go ahead, Travis. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just telling 
on the on the Purdy thing, you know, I'll preface it by saying I don't hate Purdy. I give him all the credit in the world for what he's done. But um, <clears throat> with the you know the Hurts versus Purdy stuff with these Niner fans, um, for one, I think a lot of that comes from last year's playoff game because you notice it's like specifically Hurts. I think because he they beat him this year and last year the Eagles whooped on them. It's like he's the one that they they all seem to say, no, we definitely take Purdy over. You know, some people would say Allen or not, or, you know, other guys, but Hertz is always the one they latch on to. And, um, and then just they always say, too, that um, the same, same people always talking about, well, if Kelsey retires, that, that's a reason why Hertz is going to fall off or that's a reason why Hertz is so good. But they don't use the same uh, qualifier for Trent Williams, you know, or CMC or all the weapons, but specifically the linemen. I hear them keep saying that if Jason Kelsey retires, oh, that's going to kill Hurts. But, you know, Trent Williams only has a couple more years, too, probably, especially at this level. And they, uh, they don't seem to equate the two at all. But yeah, and, and I and I get I I get it. Like you know what someone could say that could come in here and go, you know, you love Joe Burrow so much, Smitty. He can't stay healthy. He tore his ACL, which he, you know, give him a pass on that. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of a freak injury. Now you know he he hurts this, he hurts that, and he can't stay healthy. Like I understand the argument. And if somebody came in and said, I don't think Joe Burrow will stay healthy, and for that reason, I would rather draft Brock Purdy, who who has injury concerns in it. In a, <laughs> All on his own. He had the UCL surgery. He's had multiple concussions, mm-hmm. and that's a concussions are something that occur with more frequency the more you have them. So he's a concussion concern going forward. I don't care what anybody says. Like I'll I'll tell you that I I I I know a lot of this medical stuff because I've reported on it and and talked about it for twenty plus years professionally. Concussions are a problem. There are certain. Uh, one-off cases like Brandon Cooks who suffered concussions. Every time he got one, he's more susceptible. He kept getting him. He kept getting him. And then one day, Brandon Cooks never got another concussion, and he still doesn't get him. So the, the concussions are one thing. The brain is something that even the most well-versed concussion specialists in the world will tell you no one knows very much at all about them. And if anybody claims that they can say this or that definitively about a player going to get one or will get one or will not get one, they don't know what they're talking about. Like when the the, the doctor said that Tua Tagovailoa is no more likely to suffer a concussion than the average player in the NFL, there's the concussion experts that were like, that's, that's a bunch of crap. Like he, the only thing you have to go on, again, you've got outliers. The only thing you have to go on is that you're more likely to get a concussion every time you get one. And so there's, there, there's, you know, that is a concern, but, but let's say somebody just said, Hey, Smitty, Joe Burrow is a, a problem for me to rank anywhere near where, where you're telling me I shouldn't have Purdy. I could understand that argument. Like there's, there's arguments to be made about certain players scaring you about injury or their situation unraveling, but it's, it's comical when somebody doesn't have Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes above Purdy is in Lamar. Like it's comical. Well, especially when you consider and I mean it's it's beating a dead horse at this point, but especially when you consider like all things equal, just 
And like you said, obviously you wouldn't take Purdy out of that situation. He works with them, the chemistry, all that. But but if you just pluck Purdy out and you drop Josh Allen onto that team, or you drop Jalen Hurts onto that team, imagine what they would do with that supporting cast and those weapons and CMC by their side. Also, the I mean, also it's, it's insane to think about. I, I think it was Drew C that called in or whatever, but remember he asked me, what do you think would happen to Purdy if he if he went to, what was the situation he told me? Bucks. Oh, the Bucks. Uh, what would, ha- what would happen Baker. if you put Brock Purdy in the Tampa Bay Baker. Buccaneer jersey at the beginning of the season? Brock Purdy would have got eaten alive. Right, it would have been a disaster. Eaten alive. And again, like, that's not taken away. No, it's not. This goes to also, like, people need to understand, like, Devontae Adams was not Devontae Adams until Aaron Rodgers made him. And I'm right. not saying Devontae Adams good wouldn't point. have become a top 12 wide receiver and been a very good, the T. Higgins good. Like, Devontae Adams would have probably, no matter what, been T. Higgins good. But guess what happened? He was handed Aaron Rodgers, who turns players a whole, he levels up your game. He levels up everything about you. And when Devontae Adams left Green Bay, he was no longer the same prospect. He was a monster. And he could go to that Raiders situation where Derek Carr was a much lesser quarterback and he still was Devontae Adams. He became a player that could stand on his own as being a top one to five player in the National Football League. And he didn't need Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. But for people to think Aaron Rodgers didn't help shape him, I'm in no way, shape, or form saying he wouldn't have become something. But Brock Purdy, if he steps away from the Niners situation, let's say, and goes to that Tampa Bay Buccaneer situation after two years in this system, maybe he does survive. Maybe he does play well. Maybe he becomes a, a good quarterback no matter, no matter where he goes. Maybe not great, maybe not amazing. But maybe he would survive. Maybe he'd be better than Baker two years from now, put in that exact same situation if that was even humanly possible for in some simulation. But if you put him there before he evolved in San Francisco, he would have been eaten alive, spit out, and everybody would have, everybody now well, saying, no way, no way. He was Mr. Irrelevant. And for, for, for a reason, there was a lot to not, there was a lot you didn't know about him. That isn't to say that an irrelevant player can't become an elite player. Look at Kurt Warner, undrafted, rejected, spat out by every team, including the Rams. And Vermeil said, give him a chance. His own coordinator didn't want anything to do with him when Trent Green went down. But Vermeil said, just go with them. They went with them. The rest was history. One of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You can do it. I'm not saying, but this is not that situation. If he went to the Buccaneers at the beginning of the year, he would have been eaten alive. Right. Well, and, and another another uh, example is Brady. Brady fell, fell into, or however you want to say it, was put into the perfect situation yep. with a team that Bill Belichick had built that perfect defense, and they had Drew Bledsoe, who was a good quarterback at the time, but... Um, but without that Belichick defense in those first couple of years, just being able to be a game manager and you know not not necessarily win games, but just you know make the right drive at the right time and make the right pass and play it safe, and he couldn't have become what he became later in it, his career without yeah. that situation. Yeah, I mean and you want. I mean you could do it with a hundred players. 
you yeah, know, you, want, you, you wonder, you wonder, of. yeah, you wonder if if Tom Brady was if we took Tom Brady his his rookie year, put him in Tampa Bay this year because we're living in a simulation and it's possible. Let's just say we pluck yeah. Tom Brady out as a as a first time player instead of going into the game because of an injury in New England. We take him out of that time frame and let's just say it didn't affect him because it's a different type of game or whatever and you put him in Tampa this year would he have ever become Tom Brady like you just said the answer is probably not but would he have been good maybe we don't know we have no clue but that's the nature of football and that's why I always say my famous phrase you can't separate situation from player so Brock Purdy can at times look and appear like a top five to six seven quarterback because he's in an elite situation and that doesn't really matter in fantasy if if we knew he was going to have everybody healthy all year long, guess what? At the end of the day, he probably produced top five to seven fantasy numbers if he stayed there and nothing ever changed or whatever. But that's not really the conversation right. we're having. We're having, is he the NFL MVP? Is he an elite quarterback? Do I have him in my top fantasy five to seven? No, I don't. I'm just saying he could produce that type of, of, of volume. But at the end of the day, he's still yeah. in fantasy, not inside my top seven or eight. In in NFL context, not inside my top ten. Maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Maybe he's ten. I don't know. And, and the last thing I'll say is even even the people who truly believe, you know, put him anywhere and he's going to be amazing. You can't say you know that because you literally haven't seen him without Trent Williams and CMC to yeah. support him in that whole cast. But I think those two pieces specifically are such a, such a huge advantage for, I mean, All right, any let, quarterback would dream of having one of yeah. them. So. Let me head over to Carl, then Sebastian. Carl, you're live real quick. Here? Yep. What's up, pal? Okay. Uh, in a dynasty league, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Tua and a 2025 first? <laughs> um, uh, is it one QB? Oh, super flex, my fault. Oh, super flex. Oh man, the problem is I don't know that Tua is going to be. I don't know if he's a start. I know Brock Purdy's a starter for a while. I I don't know that Tua is going to be. It's hard to know. I think Tua is teeter tottering on the verge of maybe not being a starting quarterback two years from now. He's got an amazing offense. He too, like Purdy, is kind of a similar example. It's a it's a Shanahan, you know, off shoot offense, and and it's propping up the quarterback, regardless of how Tua uh, is outside of Miami. In Miami, he can score a lot of fantasy points. And so, like when asked, "Hey, do you like Tua this year?" or "Hey, do you like?" We have to answer it from a fantasy football perspective. But like at the end of the day, do I think Tua? Is I thought it was laughable when Tyreek Hill was trying to defend him against Mahomes, calling him a more accurate quarterback. And Tua can be accurate, but it's like Mahomes does risky stuff by design. And so accurate, he's not more accurate than Mahomes. Mahomes just throws a lot of crazy balls that make his percentage total, you know, his completion percentage different because he's willing to take risks and throw sidearms and no look passes. And like Mahomes could be more accurate if he played that way, but he doesn't. So I don't judge him for that. I don't think. Who is better? Um, obviously, nobody nobody does. I guess I would say if it's a super flex, bro, where's this pick going to be? This 2024 first rounder? Is it 1.1? Is it 1.2? Can you get a JD5? 
Can you get somebody of that sort? Uh, of? No, this is a 2025. Oh, 2025. Year, not this year. <sighs> yeah, and it's probably gonna be mid to late. You kind of got you kind of got to stick with Purdy, bro, because you know he's he know he's their quarterback for a more amount of time than you know to as a quarterback. And super flex QB is huge. So as much as yeah, I want to say, point. if it was a 2024 first and you knew where the pick was and you could take JD five, then it'd be different. But you got to go with, unfortunately, the quarterback that. I don't want to say unfortunately, but you go with you go with Brock. Brock's the easier call. We don't know what Tua is going to be All two right, years from you. now. All right, no problem, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, let's go over to Sebastian. You're live, pal. I got a take that's going to ruffle some feathers. I don't think Purdy is even a top 10 quarterback. I mean, look at 2019, 2020, 21 Jimmy D. Uh, th- this conversation is what we were having those years ago. And, I mean, it's obviously when the when the team is winning, it, it propels the quarterback up, and then uh, Purdy's getting a lot of yak fantasy production. But, I mean, look, Purdy's, pay- Purdy's getting paid nothing. He's got the full surround system. Whatever. I mean, he loses Trent Williams or CMC, he becomes a pumpkin. And this is at that salary. So what if you were paying him 20, 30 million, like Jimmy G? He doesn't have one of those pieces. It's impossible. So I, I really do think we're going to have this whole, uh, like, Jimmy G situation come two, three, four years. Put him in Las Vegas, put him in Tampa Bay. Uh, in a similar situation to what Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield is, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Well, I think he's an NFL quarterback, but I think he's he's just not, like I've made, I've said my piece on it. But that's I, I look that's your take. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick it apart or break it down or whatever. But um, understandable. But uh, anything else on on this topic or any of the other topics here? On the on, uh, no, I, I, I I really do think he is Jimmy G. All right, Jordan Love. What do you think of Jordan Love? I think he's Aaron Rodgers. Woo! Some some Sebastian, the hot take, uh, a magician tonight. All right, thank you, Sebastian. Appreciate you. All right, have a good night. Later. That's gonna piss off a lot of Brock Purdy fans. <laughs> you come in, guy throws two ints, guy throws no ints. He wins, he loses. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's a pumpkin. <laughs> it's gonna make somebody mad. Uh, that's Sebastian's take, not mine. I, I do love Jordan Love. I don't love. I like Brock Purdy. So I'm not saying I, I'm. He's that far off base, but like, I, look, Jordan Love is is phenomenal. He's gonna be better than Brock Purdy. I, I, Brock Purdy fans are going to be upset. Niner fans are going to be upset. They're going to think this is like a clown take, and that's fine. I, I'm not here for them. Jordan Love is better than Brock Purdy. Um, and we play fantasy, so we have 100% evidence of that because this man was QB4 this year. This man was all he was QB4 this year. And in fantasy football world, that's all that matters. He is also looking very, very solid. Um, and I think he's going to develop very quickly. Not to mention this was his first, like, go. You know? This is his absolute first, you know, command. Uh, let's go over real quickly to Theo. Theo, any final thoughts or questions before I, I, I bump you off? I'm probably going to head out of here soon, so... Yeah, I just think that it's crazy that um, 
Brock Purdy has more passing yards in a single season than Joe Montana or Steve Young. And that he has a better passer rating than Steve Young's ever had, even though I don't really think that he's so great. I mean, when NFL you when you look at Debo, he's the NFL's best yak yard receiver, and you look at the system, and there's a lot of yak yards, bro. How many times does Christian McCaffrey take a, a, a short reception and literally navigate forty yards down the field? How many times does Debo Samuel catch a ball and no one can tackle him and he's in the end zone? So, you know, this is what a lot of people said about Brock Purdy. And this is why a lot of people get a lot of hate in regards to their take on Brock Purdy when they're negative about him. Because people prop him up to be Steve Young or make a comment like that, you know. Or they say he's an NFL MVP candidate, which... You know, he was playing like one at one time. I'll, I'll at least say that it didn't matter. The stats also don't always matter with that. Sometimes it's what's the team doing. You're the quarterback. You're going to be considered. He wasn't my MVP, but I acknowledged that the world was assuming he was in the, in the race. That I admitted because it was true. He was in the race. I didn't think he deserved to be necessarily, but he was in the race, in the conversation. The world thought he was going to be. Therefore, he was in the conversation. But he... When people start citing, oh, look at this stat, look at that stat, look at this, look at that, it forces somebody that looks at it objectively to say, bro, he's in an offense where he catch he players he checks down or he throws the football to CMC and he literally he has CMC, bro. CMC can take anything house at any moment. He has a yak yard arsenal. Kittle's one of the best yeah. tight ends after the after the catch. Debo's yak yards, he's, he's been, since he's been in the league, since he broke out, he's been one of the league's best yak yard monsters. And if you watch Debo for a second, which is why Debo was a moon man, this is not a Niner hater. Debo was one of our most talked about players all offseason long and on the moon men list. So I'm not a Niner hater. I'm just a realist when somebody says something crazy like this guy's absolute Lenex Steve Young, look at him. It's I'm not saying you're saying that, but when people say that, like you're talking about, it, it, it's like there's reasons why. The scheme, the checkdowns, the yak yard monsters on this team, he's he's benefiting from all of that. I'm not saying he's not good. That's what a Niner fan hears. I'm just saying he's not a top five quarterback. He's in a great situation. And I've said I said my piece on it. We don't need to dance around anymore. Uh, appreciate you, Theo. Call in tomorrow, pal. All right, cool. I don't know if we have time to go on the Dynasty channel tonight. I might have to go on it tomorrow. I'll do two videos tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I'll probably do two Dynasty shows tomorrow. Rock out. Any final words, bro? You're on mute, Mark. Rock out. Hello. Hello. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, when it comes to love and party, I just look at the eye test. He just looks like that guy. He just looks like... That guy can do without any anybody in, and love is just the guy. Uh, he'll prevail from here and there. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think love. You know, again, he's so early on. Not that Brock Purdy's not young, but love. This was his first command, and it's been it's been so fun to watch him 
navigate the ups and downs and it's been even more fun to watch people jump off the train when he started going through this rocky patch even a lot of people in here would flood in and go this guy you pumped all offseason smitty jordan love he's absolute travesty i'm gonna cut him he's garbage i'm done with jordan love how many times travis did we see a comment that was like i'm done with jordan love i'm cutting jordan love tomorrow i i think that was the most common phrase i'm cutting him tomorrow for 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 uh for you know like i don't know kyle allen you know people make crazy comments like that and like nobody and that's why you said just keep them keep them on your bench don't drop them you all will come around Calm. The rookie wall is real. Hey, Smitty, Jameer Gibbs is total waste of a third-round pick. Calm. Just wait. Just have patience. Be a patient Peter this for once. This year was a really good, really good example of the rookie wall for several people, just to, like several players, to really prove that, that the rookie wall is a real thing for anyone who doubts it. Yeah, Love, Love was the, one of the most cut quarterbacks that got re-picked back up that won leagues. Yeah. Unbelievable! How many teams? How many people cut him? He was on like three or four waiver wire shows in a row, like midseason. It was like, okay, pick up Jordan Love. You need a quarterback. Pick up Lost Burrow. Pick up Jordan Love. Lost AR five. Pick up Jordan Love. <laughs> it's like what, number four quarterback. The number four quarterback was on waivers for like four weeks straight. <laughs> it's insane. I'm just looking at the eye test. It's just two different quarterbacks to me. Yeah, it, it, you know. There, there, there's, you know, there's a reason to be like, hey, you know, Brock can still develop too. Like that argument still exists. I'm not taking away that one. Um, both these guys yeah, have a chance to get better. And maybe we'll be, may, and no one here is saying Brock is capped yet. We're just saying he's not the guy everyone's saying he is yet, but he's not capped. We don't know what his ceiling is. Everyone's, everyone's got different ceilings and values and uh, but but Jordan Love definitely. If I had to take a quarterback, I would take Jordan Love over Brock Purdy. If I'm starting a team, you know, NFL team with no players on it, and I'm talking about just the quarterback, I'm taking Jordan Love. Not something a Niner fan is going to be able to understand, and that's fine. Or and, at least uh, a, a objective year, uh, one. You like, is a free agent. Um. Well, they, he has. He's going into his his last year. So Ayuk will yeah. be Ayuk will have one more year. He'll probably hold out or do some sort of, you know, Debo Samuel esque type thing. Take the Niners off his social media. Who knows? <laughs> but they'll they'll probably extend him, I believe, toward the end of the off season because that's the Niner way is to wait instead of taking care of it at the yeah. front end and keeping your player happy. And 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 Debo blamed Kyle Shanahan in some ways and the team for his bad year coming off of that contract and that holdout because he wasn't ready. He was put on some LBs. He he said he watched his film back. He never wanted to put film out there again that was that bad. And that him and Kyle, his exact wording was something along the lines of him and Kyle put it behind them about how that went down. So Debo was pretty pissed off that they didn't, even though they wanted to give him the money, they wouldn't do it up front. So it forced Debo to, to wait it out. Now Debo could have trusted him and, practiced and all that but what if he got hurt he, he wanted his money he wanted his contract and the Niner ways to wait until the end of the offseason and so they're going to do the same thing with Ayuk that's the Niner way they'll wait and then we'll see what happens I know it frustrates Niner fans and it should like take care of your guy up front 
and and don't let them linger all off season and create animosity between the fan base and the player. You know how many people said you know horrible things about Debo? The fan base wrote him off. This fan base that loves him so much, about 20, 30% yeah. of them were, and I think that number was that strong, 20 to 30% of them were nasty toward Debo. And guess who was in the live stream on Raj's live stream when 20% of the own their own his own fan base was ripping him to shreds? Guess who was defending him? Me. Um, all yeah. right. All right see, see you later, Rock Out. We'll see you tomorrow, bro. We'll do a right. Dynasty stream tomorrow and a redraft. Later. Uh, Travis, anything else? Uh, yeah, just, just that um, it'll be interesting to see with, you know, with the Niners, how they, like you said, with how they address Ayuk and, you know, as CMC ages out and Trent Williams and what they do with Kittle and, you know, their window, who knows how long it is. It could be a year or two or it could be three or four if they reload. Whereas with Love, him and all his receiving weapons, tight end receivers, I mean, they're going to need a running back eventually, but they're all kind of on the same timeline. They're all on rookie deals, so they're all going to kind of grow together. I think that's that's an advantage in terms of fantasy for the long term. Yeah, Stroud and Love, are they're, they're in very similar situations. Young teams getting better will only get better. Um, yeah, and they have so, so many options there in, in – uh, in Green Bay, you know what whether Watson happens to fall off or, or you know, two or three of those guys are going to emerge as legitimate weapons, you know, like in the long run. So, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's one of the best best guys to own going forward if you can get him in Dynasty. But yeah, that's all I got to say. So. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Later. Yep. Um, this one here from Isaac. Isaac and Lunchbox. I'm sorry it took me so long to see these membership questions, but imagine Niners season if CMC got hurt like Chubb, says Isaac. Um, definitely, you know, something that would make the team, you know, it, a lot of teams would fall apart with their best player going down anyway. So to be fair, but yeah, I mean, when CMC's out of the game, they're a whole different team. You know, when, when Debo's out, not in the game, they're a whole different team. When Trent Williams is out, they're a whole different team. So they definitely get affected with one component being removed from that four or five point five point system that they got of of Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, CMC, Brock Purdy, um, Trent. Well, Trent Williams is the fifth, and Brock's the sixth piece of it. But it's like a it's like a wheel, and those are the spokes. And if one of them isn't there, the whole thing just the wheel collapses. 14-month membership from Lunchbox. Purdy not a top tier right now can develop into a top five. Not not top five, no. He's not a top. Like, my eye test tells me maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. He's not going to ever be a top five quarterback. He's got the ability to be a top ten and linger in the top ten-ish. Like, that ten mark, nine mark, eight mark, seven mark. You know, seven mark probably not, but, you know, could he be 12? Could he finish his fantasy QB seven or eight? Yeah, he could because the weapons are there, but he's not—he's not, he's not a, a top five quarterback. Never, never will be in my mind. Um, but yeah, appreciate you all. Thank you for being here, and uh, we'll be live tomorrow on this channel, but also live on the Dynasty channel, YouTube.com/slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat right now. 
Subscribe now so you don't miss out when I go live. There's the link right there. Hit the link. Uh, I'll pin the link. Make sure you're ready to rumble tomorrow because we will be going live on the Dynasty channel. And don't forget, Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty will be doing tons of drafts this offseason. Not to mention probably something tomorrow with pickums and such. Uh, so hit that link as well. They'll double your first deposit up to $100. So click that link in the live chat. Are we doing a Dynasty live stream? <sighs> Maybe we will. You guys want to do a Dynasty live stream? Should we do a Dynasty live stream? Should we do a... I hate to go on a Brock Purdy rant though again. For, you know, just repeat this. I get. <sighs> I guess we're going to have to. Brock Purdy Dynasty live stream. If anybody wants to hear some of this repeated, I'll, I'll make it quick. But from a Dynasty perspective, let's go on the Dynasty channel in a minute. So here's the Dynasty link. Or here's the Underdog Fantasy link. Hit that link one more time. Dynasty Fantasy Football link is pinned in the live chat. We'll go live on the Dynasty channel right this very second. Okay, I'm going to hit end. We'll go live on it. Make sure you hit that Underdog link. Let's do it live. Appreciate you. Live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Live whenever news breaks. That link that's pinned in the live chat, that link is also in the description if you're watching a replay of this video. The Dynasty channel, it's also, uh, if you don't know, you go to my main YouTube channel, you scroll to the bottom, all my channels are down there, hit the Dynasty one. Or you just go to youtube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football or search Dynasty Fantasy Football and you'll see my, my channel. Yeah, Ron, where have you been? You just came in now? Ron just woke up. Uh, Ron, we'll see you on the Dynasty channel. Ron, call into the Dynasty channel if you want to talk about Purdy. All right, Ron. Ron Navy. All right, see you all over there. <laughs> 